0: Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. (laughs) Presented by 72 Souls. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station.
1: It is a football Friday here on the Wolf and Luke Show, and uh, we are fortunate enough to have us uh, joining us right now. Chad Brown played for the Steelers, the Seahawks, the Patriots. He's the host of the Chad and Nate Show on 104.3, the fan in Denver. And um, already during the break, Chad and Wolf are are bonding over Bill Belichick's story. So (laughs) I just let you guys go right there.
2: Well, first of all, when you go through the process of being coached by Bill Belichick, it leaves it
3: leaves a mark on your soul, does it not, Chad? It, it, it's, it's, an, it, it's an amazing experience. If you are a pure football person, to, to walk away from that experience and not know more about football, not be wowed by the teacher slash coach that Bill Belichick really is, and all the nuances and details that he's able to communicate to his players. Um, I played for Bill Cowher and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that was a great experience. But the Steelers was about you know having young, aggressive guys and overwhelming people with how hard we played football. I played for Mike Holmgren. You see Mike Holmgren on the sideline, very professorial, with his glasses on his nose. <laughs> and it's about you know, running the Bill Walsh offense at a high level. Being coached by Bill Belichick and being with the New England Patriots, it was about do your job, but it was about – Every single play, in every single situation, there is the right play to make. Not the athletic play, not, not, not some amazing complex play, but the right play to make. So he is going to teach everybody on the roster about situational football, what is your role in that situation, and what is the right play to make in that situation?
2: This is just listening to you talk about Bill Belichick. He it said do your wanna, job just like you it, always it, say no, do your just, job. I know. It's just—it's like wrapping a warm blanket around me on a cold <laughs> winter's day because it's just so familiar, Chad. Now, listen. You played what, 13 years? Fifteen. Fif- what? What?
3: Fifteen years. Fifteen years? Yes. Thanks, thanks, Mom and Dad, you know, for making me genetically blessed. You you, you don't do that without getting some help from Mom and Dad. And then I I married a great woman who uh, fed me some good foods and made a nice soft home, so I wasn't out on the streets doing craziness. Oh,
2: my goodness. Fifteen years in the National Football League, so I have to ask you this right now. When you consider the entire football universe, when you look at what has happened to the NFL
3: in the game of football, what do you see? Um, I see, you know, some. Uh, I see some, a little bit of frustration with how the game is being played and officiated. We saw some of the uh, rough and the quarterback calls last night. It's like the really and and the taunting as well. The rough and the quarterback stuff. That's just so difficult from the old school football perspective. But I recognize, if we want to have football 50 years from now, who makes that decision? It's not you or me or some football guy. It's the moms of America Mm -hmm. who make that decision. And if little Timmy's going to play football, mom's got to feel pretty comfortable with that. Football numbers are in decline in certain states. Um, I was on a conference call with the Pac-12 network yesterday, one of their advisors. And football in California is down. High school enrollment's down almost 25%. Whoa, whoa. And... You know, California's a you know there's a lot of talent that comes out of the state of California, so that's a significant number in a state that provides a lot of talent to Pac-12 schools and ultimately to the NFL. So if Mom's not comfortable with little Timmy playing, what are we going to have? We can't just have the you know SEC country providing us with football players. We need a little bit broader base than that. So there's some concern about how well do we balance playing football the rough aggressive violent sport that it is but also letting little Timmy's mom feel comfortable that football is going to be good for Timmy
1: see that I think that resonates with a lot of people because like you say you're looking for the preservation of the sport long term more so than just guys taunting or guys looking at a sideline after a big play and getting a 15-yard penalty <laughs> where do you come out on the taunting
3: oh, uh, football is a, a, a game of, full of passion and for Cassius Marsh, the guy who was penalized the other day. I yeah. actually coached Cassius during one of my coaching internships uh, in with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Cassius is a guy who's bounced around the league. I think he's eighth year in the league. Eight team, eighth team that he's been on. So for him, that's like a great moment. I got a sack on a big-time game. So that, to release the emotion and do his little spin kick thing, that was awesome. Unfortunately, the league, you know, took issue with him posturing towards the sideline, and I've seen some players come out and say, "Well, what is going to be called? You can't just say, you know, the taunting is bad for football, and we want to, we don't want to engender ill will between teams. You've got to give some specifics." Now they have officially added posturing to the taunting rule because players have been asking, where does this line lie? Where do I have to direct my passion someplace? I can't direct it toward the opposing sideline. I can't direct it directly in the face of another player. Where do I focus my passion after making this great? In some cases, this great play didn't just happen on Sunday. The origins of this started back in March when I started working on my game. And now all that work has come to fruition. I made this tremendous play. I jump up and I want to celebrate. Oh, crap, I can't turn to that sideline. I got to go to my sideline. I got to make sure there's not an opposing player in my view when I do this. (laughs) The NFL, I I think uh, they, you know, I understand what they're trying to do. Uh, but in some cases, I think they've gone a little bit overboard, particularly with this taunting rule.
2: OK, so, Chad, I got to ask you this right here. There are so many things I want to talk to you about, but, man, so little time. I'll start right here. Um, who's the best team in the NFL? Ooh,
3: man, uh, I think some folks would have said the Cowboys until the Broncos blew them off Ooh. the field. Uh, you know, I think uh, some folks may have said, you know, Green Bay. But obviously, if Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, is unable to play, they're not. The best team in the NFL, uh, but for the Cardinals to go out and get a win with a backup quarterback, uh, maybe at this point they are. So you're asking the question <laughs> because well, I'm, I'm, I I, I have to I, I can't end it with an exclamation point. I have to end it with a question mark because yes. each week in the NFL presents some surprises that we're unprepared it's kind for. Kind of like last night, yeah. Right? Who you know who would have, who would have picked the Dolphins over the Ravens? Who would have picked the Cowboys? I mean the Broncos over the Cowboys. So each week in the NFL, we're always surprised that we think we know, but sometimes we just don't know. And it's obviously a week to week league, and it's hard to maintain that razor's edge of sharpness. Um, you know, I'm sorry, who, who, the, who did the Cardinals lose to a couple weeks ago? Green Bay.
2: Uh, the Packers, yes. Yes.
3: Okay. So, uh, you know, you, I, I saw them play uh, against Houston, and I saw enough issues. I thought, okay. If you guys don't clean up these issues that I saw against Houston, I called that game for Compass Media, the Packers are going to beat you. And that's yeah. exactly what happened.
2: Yeah. You know, once again, I think it's it's really, really difficult when I watch Arizona Cardinals because I've watched every game. I'm their analyst, so I watch it. I watch the tape. And um, I'm having a hard time finding a weakness on this team. I really am. And especially maybe the rush defense. You could point to that and say that's been problematic from time to time right now but their their team overall if you look at
3: the numbers man
2: the tape backs it up to me
3: uh i think they're a tremendous team and i think vance joseph has done a good job my former college teammate vance joseph with coordinating that defense Uh, another one of my high school teammates marcus robertson's is a defensive backs coach so i'm I'm aware what's you know going on with that team but you know the when you're building the defense it's tough to be able to build for everything with some of the roster limits and all that stuff. So, do you build for a defense that plays best when your offense is ahead so you can get after the quarterback? Yes. Or do you build a run-based defense? You know, they chose to go with the defense that can get after the quarterback when they're ahead because they don't assume they're going to be behind very yep. often. Uh, I called the Cardinals game uh, a Cardinals game last year, and I thought um, – Cliff Kingsbury has a tendency to be a little too cute with some of his play calling, get a little bit off track. You're not recognizing where I, you are in the game and yes. how you want to win the game. I know you worked on this play for a couple of weeks and it's still on your play sheet. You haven't called it. It's okay, man. Save that for another week. Run the football here. Just finish this game out. Just do that. So I saw uh, too much of that over the last couple of years. I'm seeing less of that this I year. I
2: agree with yeah. that. I agree with that, Chad. That's it.
1: That really has been the difference this season. <laughs> this has. Is exactly what you just said. Chad Brown, this was fun, man. Thanks for joining us.
3: Oh, this is a blast, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks right. for having yeah. me on, Dude.
1: Thanks a lot. Uh, win tickets to the Everclear November 19th at Celebrity Theater. Just head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for your chance to win. Coming up, what do the Cardinals need to do to stop the Panthers' offense? Specifically, Christian McCaffrey. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7
0: FM, Arizona Sports Station. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. <laughs> Let's go! Presented by 72 Soul, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station.
1: All right, good stuff there by Chad Brown stepping in and
2: yeah, throwing a little NFL that was insight good right at us. there, man. Wow. Might have to have him back on. I think we're going to do that Monday. As a matter of All fact, that would be run good. Chad Brown back on. The dude is fifty-one years old. Looked like he was forty-one. I thought he go back out there and play this weekend. Yeah, there's teams that could use a linebacker.
1: Right, there's quite well, a few I actually. Get carried
2: away. Well, that's,
1: I'm, not, I'm not signing the contract <laughs> for him. But if he wanted to, he could run back out there. Probably fifty-one. Uh, Chad, you look good, dude. He had a monster career with uh, with the Steelers, Seahawks, and Patriots. Um, as far as the game this weekend. And uh, the biggest challenge you have to figure, other than potentially overcoming injuries that the Cardinals have to deal with, it's facing Christian McCaffrey. So this is uh, this is Vance Joseph talking about that exact obstacle in the Cardinals' way.
4: He's he's most like Delvin, you know, with the speed element, you know, hitting the holes north south, making making uh, quick north south cuts, and um, he has the ability to make a big play at any moment, you know, um, obviously with the big backs. They're tough to tackle and tough to bring down, you know, especially in the fourth quarter when it's twenty-five plus runs. But those little guys, man, they hit, they hit holes and they can make big plays that um, that uh, leads to touchdowns, and that's a problem with those guys. And and uh, also with Christian, uh, the pass game is is uh is one of his best, you know, parts of his game, you know. So he has a two, uh, he's a. He's a guy that got hurt you in both areas, running run game and pass game on on every down. So it's going to be a challenge to stop the run game always. You know, with, with their old line and their backs, but the pass game first, second, and third down with Christian, that becomes a problem. Well,
1: we can, we can talk about who's going to play quarterback or if they're going to be able to get different receivers involved, but it all starts with Christian McCaffrey.
4: Yeah,
2: there's no doubt about it. It really does. Um, and if you're going to talk about Christian McCaffrey and Christian McCaffrey running the ball, you have to start with the Carolina Panthers offense. And see, this is the problem because your offense starts with your offensive line on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And the Carolina Panthers' offensive line, they lost their starting center and their starting left tackle. And it wasn't like their offensive line was the strength of this football team. They lost it just this week their starting center and their starting left tackle. So it's not great. once again, that is going to be a very, very difficult proposition for the Carolina Panthers, but if they're going to come out and be competitive, if they're going to come out and have an opportunity to win this game, it starts with Christian McCaffrey running the football. It does. This is who they are, by the way. I mean, it's what they love to do. They're going to get in a power personnel group. This is just my, my, my belief. Nobody's told me this. I just believe this. They're going to get in a power personnel group, whether it's 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends, or 21 personnel with a fullback, or 22 personnel with two tight ends and two running backs, including a fullback and one wide receiver. They do that, by the way, 23% of the time. So almost a quarter of the time right now, they're in a power personnel group. You throw in 12 personnel as well on top of that, this is what we're going to see. The the Carolina Panthers are going to line up, and they're going to try to run the ball in, bet- in, in between the tackles. They're going to pound that football,
1: Luke. If, if you forgot how good Christian McCaffrey is, because he, he's been off the field a lot. He got hurt a couple times last year. He only played basically in parts of three games last year, okay, Wolf? But his numbers in those parts of three games, 374 total yards and six touchdowns in what was basically a game and then like three quarters of a game and then kind of a half of a game, basically. So that was last year. And then this year, as bad as the Panthers are record-wise right now, it's not that bad, I guess four and five, but what they've done lately, they're three and one in the games where he plays. So, I mean, that's not to say he's going to run wild and the Cardinals can't yeah. stop him and they're in trouble. But when he's out there, they are a much different team. He's
2: a much different team. There's no denying that. And again, it's not just the running the ball. It's also the job he does as a receiver coming out of the backfield. We We know what a dual threat Christian McCaffrey truly is. He is a dual threat at running back, if ever there was. And again, I think it all starts, because of P.J. Walker, I think it all starts with running the football and trying to establish that part of their offense. Now, how well they're going to be able to run it, I don't know. There have been times where the Arizona Cardinals have gone out there, and if they want to shut you down, they will shut you down. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what Vance Joseph does what kind of defensive strategy he adopts because sometimes against power personnel groups we've seen him run a 44 out there a 44 defense which is a high school defense a 44 defense where you got four down and four linebackers you're gonna play man across the board for the most part but Man, that is something we could see, especially if you've got an Isaiah Simmons as one of those linebackers.
1: Well, and Vance Joseph said in that clip we played that the running back that Christian McCaffrey is most like, in his mind, and he would know, is Dalvin Cook. That's really the one running back, the one individual running back the Cardinals have had a hard time with this year. Now, they've had games where they've given up a lot of rushing yards, but in terms of, I mean, they shut down Derrick Henry, they shut down... Uh, the Browns didn't have Nick Chubb, but they were good against Kareem Hunt. But Dalvin Cook gave them problems in the first half. Now you bring up Isaiah Simmons. Here's what he had to say about Christian McCaffrey.
3: He has a crazy jump cut, uh, and, you know, he his feet are always moving. Uh, he's always moving downhill, and um, I guess what, what what makes him so dynamic is his ability to catch the ball out the backfield, uh, run routes, and if he breaks, he, he's gone. Uh, you know, he could he can easily take the ball. 80 yards, 60 yards, whatever it needs to be. Um, So I I would say his vision, um, jump cuts, ability to catch the ball, um, just, you know, it's dynamic for for any back. Um, You see all the top backs now, I guess other than Derrick Henry, who just run you over, but um, they all are able to catch the ball out of the backfield, which, I mean, normally is a mismatch with a linebacker.
2: It was so cool because we were talking to Eno Benjamin, as a matter of fact, on the Big Red Rage last night. And Eno was talking about watching Christian McCaffrey on tape and watching him and learning from some of the things that he does. He's one of those backs in the National Football League that a lot of other backs across the league will look at and watch in their own free time just to try to pick something up in regard to what Christian McCaffrey does interesting
1: he was so good in college and he's been so good in the NFL his only issue really has been staying on the field here's one more on uh, McCaffrey this is Marcus Golden
3: Christian McCaffrey he's a big time big time back he's been proving that since he got in the league I like his game a lot uh he's different man he's different because he can run the ball in between the tackles he can break a big run and um, also he can catch the ball out the backfield so you know he's he's proven he's the great player so you got to be able to stop him for sure
1: if it's not McCaffrey, if if you can calm him down, who else on this offense worries you? Is there anybody? Is it DJ Moore, or is it just kind of who knows with PJ Walker quarterback?
2: Yeah, it's um
1: Cam Newton. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, over it's Cam under- Newton right now. I, I honestly. I-
1: Three and a half plays for Cam Newton, over or under? Um,
2: I'm going to take the over. Ooh,
1: okay. I thought maybe I'd said it I know it, too it high. sounds
2: ridiculous. It does. And, again, um, Matt Barkley is the backup quarterback, correct?
1: I think he's actually every team's backup quarterback. He's all-time quarterback. <laughs> Matt Barkley has shown up on every is team.
2: It, was I right on that? That was a guess. Um, I pulled that one out of the fire, but... Yeah, um, there he is. Is it really? Yep. Oh my goodness! How about that right there? Okay, Matt Barkley is the backup quarterback. Ron Wolfley reporting. Um, <laughs> is Cam Newton is is Cam Newton gonna make the trip? Is Cam Newton gonna be here? I, I would imagine yes. You want him around his teammates as much as he possibly can be at this point, and you want him learning as much of the offense as he can. Po- of course, he's gonna be here. Is he going to play? That's the question that I ask. And, and how in the world, if you're Matt Rule and the, the coaching staff of the Carolina Panthers, how do you not look at Cam Newton and say, man, I guarantee you right now, I want to get Cam Newton out there. I want to get him some reps because we want to see what we got. This is a new toy, and he looks real good to uni. How how do you not want to at least put Cam Newton out there? How about short yardage and goal line situations? Are you kidding me? if, if, if
1: If the Cardinals allow Carolina inside their own five, that's when I think you might see Cam Newton.
2: What? Short yardage and goal line. Uh, yeah. Out on the field, I could see Cam Newton out there on the field. Yeah, I'm going to take the over on that. Three and a half plays, all right. Yeah, uh, three and a half. Look at you. You're, you're such Deon a gambler. <laughs> Not you a to gambler. throw the half in there. Well, i got to make it. If
1: I put it at three, then what sort of game is that? And he gets exactly three oh. carries, and we're both wrong. This way, only one of us will be wrong, and they will be shamed on Monday. All right, uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620, 620 right now. Coming up, who or what is the tipping point? When the Cardinals face the Panthers on Sunday, Fulcrum Football is next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. It's part of the NFL. It's not easy. It's not easy to win in the NFL. Everybody want to win. Who or what is the tipping point?
4: That's going to be key to our success.
0: This is Fulcrum Football with Wolf and Luke. It is
1: Fulcrum Football every Friday. Doing a little bit earlier in the show today, but there's no set time. We can do it whenever we want. That's right. That's the coin flip right there. And uh, I win, so I I choose to uh, pick first. How's that? Okay, good. That's good. So the way we're doing this is we're picking, we're not necessarily picking the best players in this game. Well, if we're picking the players that have the biggest impact specifically on Sunday's game, one way or the other. You may pick a guy that's like if this guy isn't good, this team is losing or vice versa or whatever, okay? Yes. It's not necessarily the biggest names. And quarterbacks are frowned upon, but they are not illegal. You can pick a quarterback. That's yes, of course frowned upon, but not off limits. One of us has been known to draft both of them in the same draft once. All right, I'm going to go with uh, Christian McCaffrey. Cam. <laughs> that that quickly yes that quickly uh, why I just think the only chance Carolina has to win unless the Cardinals just completely melt down is uh, is Christian McCaffrey at least having a decent game and the flip side of that is if he doesn't I think the Cardinals they I think they just walk to a win now McCaffrey could have a great game and the Cardinals may still win but he to me is Carolina's first
2: second third and fourth option Okay, uh, Basin Onines, I'm going to have to go with Chandler Jones. Okay. Yeah, oh boy, that's still, it, it gets me every time. Chandler Jones is going to be going against a left tackle, ladies and gentlemen, that is not Cameron Irving. Cameron Irving, of course, the starting left tackle for the Carolina Panthers. Um, he's going to be placed on IR if he hasn't been placed on IR already. Uh, Matt Rule is going to put him on IR He's going to miss this game. Having said that, that means Chandler Jones is going to get the opportunity to rush a backup quarterback and PJ Walker. I'm going to go with Chandler Jones making a huge splash in this game.
1: He really should have a monster game this week, shouldn't he? He's he should. due. He has just the one sack since Week One. Everything you just said about Carolina's offensive line and, and the fact that he is facing a backup quarterback this this should this feels like a multi sack day for Chandler Jones. Yes. Uh, All right, for my second
2: choice here, I'm going to go with Christian Kirk. Oh, Cam! Wow, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. So Christian McCaffrey and Christian... Kirk. Are there any other Christians on these teams? Yeah, we have right. To look exactly. Here during the right now. I see where you're shark. going. You've got a little bit of a theme going on your Fulcrum football.
1: Um, the reasoning behind Kirk is that we don't know if DeAndre Hopkins is going to play. We don't really know if Rondale Moore is going to play, although it sounds like he was out there at practice today. A.J. Green's off the COVID list, but you never know how that may affect a guy, right? So in his first game back... Is A.J. Green going to be what he was a couple weeks ago when we saw him? So, to me, the safest option for the Cardinals at receiver right now is Christian Kirk, and if they need him to throw a 33-yard pass, we know he can do that, too.
2: Okay, uh, gather on the transistor and press the ear. I'm going to have to go with my second fulcrum football player of Buda Baker. <laughs> oh, Buda, Buda, Buda! You better believe it, Buddha Baker right now. Listen, Um, the one weapon that scares me in regard to the Carolina Panthers and their offense is Christian McCaffrey. No doubt about it. Buda Baker is a guy you're going to walk down in the box. He's going to be a box safety. He's one of the best tackling safeties in the National Football League, in the football universe. Whether you're running the ball or whether you dump it off to Christian McCaffrey, Buda Baker's going to have to make some tackles. I'm going to go with Buda Baker.
1: So our last few picks have been Christian, Christian, and Buddha. Yes. That's that's been the pick that's, so far. <laughs> okay. That's, it's a very philosophical and existential uh interesting draft. Um You know, I'm going to go with James Conner.
0: Cam Oh,
2: Cam! We, Cam! It. we got it, Cam. Okay, James Conner. Why, yeah. why do you say James Conner? Well, you
1: might not know this because he wasn't NFC Offensive Player of the Week last uh, week. Wolf. Apparently, the three touchdowns were not enough. But it's sort of the theme with uh, with Christian Kirk. I just I don't know who else is going to be out there on offense for the Cardinals. You don't have Chase Edmonds this week. You may not have Kyler Murray. You may not have DeAndre Hopkins. You may not have uh, Rondale Moore. You may have a version of AJ Green. We saw last week when they were beat up, they just went to James Conner. And uh, and San Francisco didn't have an answer for him. Carolina maybe does. Carolina's defense is solid, as we've talked about all week. But I think a lot of the offense is going to run directly through James Conner.
2: Yeah, you know what I'm doing right now? I There's a little bit of a theme here, as there typically is for my fulcrum football. I, I'm going to continue this theme. I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball once again, and I'm going to look at Isaiah Simmons. Uh-huh. That's right, Isaiah Simmons right now, because there's the opportunity of Isaiah Simmons in the open field tackling Christian McCaffrey as well, whether Christian McCaffrey is running the ball or whether he's actually trying to catch the ball coming out of the backfield. As a matter of fact, I could see Isaiah Simmons on Christian McCaffrey running with that four three eight, following Christian McCaffrey wherever he goes. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, right now, there's one chance that the Carolina Panthers have, and that's they've got to score points. They have to score at least 24 points, maybe even 27 points to be in this game. They've got to score at least that to be in it. That means if the defense goes out and shuts down a backup quarterback and a struggling offensive line and a team that is struggling to score points overall, if if they just go out and do what they've done in nine games so far this season there's no way the Carolina Panthers have any chance of beating the Arizona Cardinals I'm going to continue to go with defensive players Isaiah Simmons
1: that was my next pick so that's not very nice I did like the clip we played to him last segment too, where he was talking about Christian McCaffrey getting free and getting a pass and being lined up with a linebacker and he's like yeah that's a mismatch usually like almost foreshadowing that he feels like he can cover Christian McCaffrey if he needs to uh, I'm going to go, I want to go defense. You just took who I wanted. I'll go Marcus Golden. Well, butter my bread and call it toast.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love the drops you get. I mean, honestly. Uh, yeah, look, um, sort of along the lines of what you said about Chandler Jones, somebody's got to get to P.J. Walker in this game. They should be able to. Chandler Jones is a great pick to do it. <laughs> this is not a knock on Chandler Jones, but right now, Wolf, there's nobody I trust more Among the Cardinals pass rushers than Marcus Golden. He's just been on an absolute tear. Three sacks last week. I think he definitely gets to PJ Walker at least once in this game.
2: Okay, so my fourth, my fourth fulcrum football player, fulcrum football player. Man, why am I having a hard time saying that? Where's the coffee? Fulcrum football player is going to be Byron Murphy. Or, no! Did I take your guy again? Is that well, what you're saying I, I, think, right I think we're done. Byron no. Murphy, the reason being is he's on defense once again, and defense holds the key because if the Carolina Panthers can't score 24, 27 points somewhere in there, they have no chance of winning this game. They will not even be in this game if they can't score that amount of points. Having said that, Byron Murphy has got three picks on the season right now. P.J. Walker has thrown five interceptions in 71 pass attempts. Five. Um, Byron Murphy could get his fourth this weekend. All right, since uh, you got an extra player last
1: week, I'm just going to take an extra one going into break. I will take Hassan Reddick.
0: Whatever, whatever, I'll do what I want.
2: I'll take Jalen Thompson. Uh, wait, no, no, you just ruined it.
0: Da, 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 da. Oh,
2: it never
1: is. mind, you made it better. Right there. Um, the reason I took Hassan Reddick is because he will make his return to State Farm Stadium on Sunday, and we're going to get into that next, Wolf. Hassan Reddick coming back. That was uh, that was fulcrum football. I won. No, Soon you didn't. No, the game hasn't been played yet. All right, uh, yeah, Hassan Reddick. Could this be foreshadowing of him potentially coming back again in the future? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. It's horrible.
0: Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. <laughs> Presented by 72Soul. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station.
1: If it feels like the Cardinals play the Panthers every year, it's because they do lately. Just three, so weird, three straight years. Yeah, uh, we looked it up yesterday. They haven't beaten Carolina since 2013. Actually, I bl- was that the was that the Jake DeLome game, the five interception. I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> you might be onto something. Right Cam there. was on the team in 2013. Jake DeLome was long gone, like five years gone. Yeah, are you sure? I think Rick is. Yes, right. okay, well, Cam's been know. in the league oh, yeah, since Tony left because he was MVP. And t- well, I don't yeah. know when they when would well, they. Rick was mocking seriously. You. Wow, if mocked <laughs> by Rick, I may as well just go home. Um, I, and I agree with you. <laughs> I just went along with it. You know? I mean, <laughs> well, honestly, that means I could say whatever are I want. Friends, just if go your friends with jump
2: it. off the bridge, are you going to jump off too? As
1: long as they're confident, yeah. Uh, Hassan Redick, though, what I was going to try and say is is the familiarity between these two teams. It's it's amplified, obviously, with Hassan Reddick because the Cardinals know him very well. Took him in the first round a few years ago. Uh, started to really play good football last year and then uh, is playing pretty good football this year, too.
2: Yeah. Rick is still laughing at her. It's just, honestly, you just made at some Rick's point year. in time, let it go. It's not going um, to. Really? You know, you talk for four hours, you're going to say some stuff. That's, that's you will why, say some this stuff going to end up, up here, in the highlights Luke, at I'm, the end of the I'm, I'm I'm defending you. Thank Luke. you, Wolf. I appreciate right, that. I'm just Now, yeah. what did you, what, what are you talking about here? What, <laughs> you're not doing Rick, a good job Rick totally me. <laughs> <laughs> distracted me. Um we're talking about Hassan Reddick. Yes, we're Don't talking I, about Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick, it's time to come home, son. That's what it is. It's time to come home. Uh Hassan Reddick coming back to State Farm Stadium. Uh, Playing for the Carolina Panthers, of course, he's got eight and a half sacks in nine games. Um, We expect him to be juiced for this game. And man, he looks good. When I watch him coming off the edge, he looks really, really good. One of the reasons why I would also look at Calvin Beecham as a fulcrum football player coming up here because Hassan, they use him coming off the left side as the left defensive end a, a lot, over the right tackle. They use Hassan Reddick a lot on that side. I think he prefers that side, and watching him come off that edge, my goodness, he comes off, and he is greased lightning. He can get the edge on a tackle in a heartbeat. And I would say if there's one thing that Calvin Beecham, and I'm sure Beach would probably tell you this himself, if there's one move that he is an issue with from time to time, it might be that edge. Just getting the edge, somebody who's going to come up and run that hoop, run that loop around that edge right there. And you know what? So that could be a matchup to watch. Calvin Beecham against Hassan Reddick coming off as the left defensive end this is uh, cliff
1: kingsbury on monday talking about the return of hassan reddick
2: yeah i know we, we would have loved to have him back um there's a salary cap and all sorts of things that, that come into play uh, as we know but um we take a lot of pride in, in how he's playing i mean I, I remember getting here and they tried him as an inside linebacker for two and a half years and it just wasn't his natural position and the guy never complained. He never said anything. He just tried to, to figure it out and try to learn in three different systems. So I had a ton of respect for him. And we, when we made that move. You just saw the light turn on. You just got better and better. And, and you're seeing it in Carolina. He's one of the best players on the field when you turn on the tape each and every week. And um, we all cheer for him when he's not playing against us. A great person. One of the toughest football players I've been around. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, I I think the world of Hassan, I'm really happy for what he's accomplishing. Oh, my goodness. Bring him back. Oh, (laughs) Oh my goodness right there. Have you heard Cliff expound on any question the way that he just expounded on Hassan Reddick?
1: That was 47 seconds of,
2: I kind of miss Hassan Reddick. Oh, my goodness. That was Cliff. That was awesome (laughs) right there, expounding on Hassan Reddick. You know what that tells me? That tells me that that is genuine. That is sincere. How, how much a, longer is he a signed? A true Carolina? affinity for Hassan Reddick, a, a true love, if you will, for Hassan Reddick and the type of guy that he is. And if anybody, anybody out there listening right now, if you know Hassan Reddick, if you've had the pleasure of meeting Hassan Reddick, you know exactly why Cliff spoke for 47 seconds. Yeah. You know why he did. Because Hassan Reddick is that good of a dude. Um, well,
1: he's one that... I don't want to say he's one that got away. Um, I mean, they couldn't pay everybody in the off season, And once he went out and got J.J. Watt, Hassan Reddick was it's gone. the way that it goes. Uh, and obviously, uh, you can't have a whole lot of regrets when your team's 8-1. and one. But Hassan Reddick is playing very well. This is Vance Joseph, who I think in a lot of ways is the reason Hassan Reddick is playing as well as he is.
4: Hassan, you know, once we moved to an outside linebacker, man, I mean, he was a beast, I mean, you can see you, you can see it. I mean, he was he was going to be special, you know. And his his two or three years at inside backer, helped him play outside backer at a high level because that 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 learning from the inside backer room carried over to the outside backer room. And and once he got a chance to rush off the edge and be violent, man, I mean, it it's obviously shown that he's he's going to be a top t- ten rusher in this league, you know. In due time, and um, he's always been a you know a tough player, a, a raw rusher. Always hustling, but now you can see the, uh, the football IQ and the, and the knowledge of rushing you know, on tape every single week. I mean, he's winning at a high rate, and um, it's fun to watch him you know, win hit the quarterback, but not this week, hopefully. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there it is. Listen to Vance. Talk about Hassan Reddick He went 48 whoa.
1: seconds. One, one really? second longer than oh. uh, than Cliff, yeah.
2: Now listen, Vance, he does like to expound and will expound on his answers right there, as we all know. But my goodness, listening to that right there, the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals and the defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals speaking fondly of Hassan Reddick right there. It's going to be interesting because he only signed a one-year contract, Correct with the carolina panthers
1: he's i was looking it up because that's what we were thinking before he's got um it's basically voidable after one year okay so i don't it's not him he's not like a free agent this off season. i'm trying to figure out the exact details yeah, while it's, we're it's, on the air and i don't want to be wrong because rick will call me out yeah. but, you know, not like rick has ever messed up on the
2: show before. rick that's right rick mr perfect <laughs> perfect um, rick right exactly Uh, You know what, honestly, doesn't he have a player option? Wasn't it a player option?
1: That's what I thought it was, yeah.
2: Okay, I thought maybe it was a player option uh, to pick that up right there. I could be wrong on that, but that's interesting. Um, Man, it seems like the head coach would love to have Hassan Reddick back here. Can you imagine that if he went somewhere else and then came back after a year? Coming back? How cool would that be? Has
1: anybody ever left the Cardinals playing defense and then come back and play? Uh, um, should yeah. we have Carlos Dansby Carlos, call him?
2: Carlos, Carlos. Should we Los, have Marcus Golden call him? Los Dirty. <laughs> yeah, Marcus Golden. That's not bad either. Um, it's uh, He's the main
1: guy you're going to have to account for, but... Uh, I guess, hold on, for what you were just saying right there, if you could try to get him back next year, if that were even in play, wouldn't you also, you'd have to
2: have Vance well, Joseph, wouldn't you? You, you would. Cause yeah, if I'm, well, you wouldn't have to have him, no. If no, I'm Hassan Redick, not. I don't want to keep switching coordinators every year. Yeah, but you're going to keep the same defense of Vance Joseph. You're not going to suddenly, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, roll through the rest of the National Football League. Go 15-2 on this regular season, and then who knows what's going to happen in the season? and then say, we're going to change our defense. Uh, even if Vance Joseph goes somewhere else, and ladies and gentlemen, brace yourself, get ready for that because that is going to happen. This guy is a high-quality individual. He's a high-class, high-brow guy, very, very smart, and he's really good at what he does. He built that reputation. He got the head job up in Denver for a reason. He got the, uh, the chance to be that guy for a reason. It was because of all the work he had already put in as a defensive coordinator and a guy that was really, really good at drawing up complex pressure and blitz packages. He was really, really good and built his reputation in that regard. That's why he got a shot the first time. That's why he'll get a shot. Again, based on what he's doing for the Arizona Cardinals, a third time, probably not.
1: Probably get that, two, and that's
2: he's why get another one though.
1: That's why he said the other day he's going to be smart about it. He's not just going to leave for the sake of I leaving. Love that which I think is brilliant. Because do you really want to go coach Jacksonville after whatever Urban Meyer has done to them this year? Uh, but to your point, do you want to? Your second job is probably your last chance. I never thought he really had the pieces in Denver. And I also thought he had a shorter leash than he probably should have. But if I'm Vance Joseph and I don't get a a good position to go into next year, well, I'll just come back here and keep having a great defense and I'll get those offers next year. Yeah.
2: Next, next year. We might have to go ahead and pay him a little bit more, I think. Isn't that right, Steve Well, Yeah, you made it sound like you and I were going to have to
1: pay him a little bit more. And we don't. I mean, we're not paying him anything, yeah. Uh, Coming up next, we'll take you through the top stories of the day. Wolf and Down Your Lunch is coming up. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Rick Hood.